This is the Multiverse, Episode 2, Comic Talk. Birds of Prey number one. Wow, Big Barda. That's a character I think is fairly underutilized. And she'd been a part of, weren't you a part of Gail Simone's run, didn't you? I think Garter, so. Show up yeah, along I with think Lady, so. I with think Lady so. Blackhawk and yeah. I mean, you got to have Black Canary in there because she's mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a staple. I don't like the idea of having Harley Quinn in there. It's I think Harley Quinn has enough coverage for Birds of Prey. Yeah, it just seems like. Mm, anyways, it's it's sort of a how do you showcase your female heroes? If they were going to do that, they should have done it when the movie came out. They did. They didn't have Harley oh, Quinn and Birds of Prey. Yeah, they made the second movie that was Harley Quinn and the Birds well, of Prey. Well, I would say, but they didn't have a comic with no. no, but you know what they did have was that Brian Azzarello $10 special. Okay. Um, I just, Harley Quinn has sort of become DC's Wolverine. You know how there was that period where Wolverine was like in everything? Yeah. Harley Quinn kind of shows up in a lot more than I think she should. I don't love Harley. Like as a character, I don't think she's great, but I didn't. And then I did when Palmiotti and Connor were doing their thing. I thought that mm-hmm. was actually a really fun book. And now I kind of don't because the TV show is funny. Yes. I can't get into it. No. No. Pretty good. And, and my wife won't watch it because of the way they present uh, Jim Gordon. Is that, <laughs> no, that's just, she's not, not having, right. she's not having that. So what are you reading right now? Well, what am I reading right now? Far too much Marvel. I'm going to have to scale that back. I know. I know. Scott's laughing because this, this he's <laughs> heard this so many times. My DC input is pretty sequestered. It's it's pretty pretty segmented. I'm doing some Kryptonian books and I'm doing some Bat books. And that's basically it. Oh, and the, the new Green Lantern. I did get the first two issues of that. Yeah. And we'll see. But I read not, the first issue. Yeah. And I'm in the, we'll see. I don't like when they reboot a book, when they start with a issue number one and they want to tell me the origin story again. Well, like if I see Hal Jordan in a fighter jet, I don't know, like I just don't even want to read the thing. <laughs> and, well, and I think with this, it's this dawn of DC. I, I've looked at it and, and you're trying to go back and be what crisis on the infinite earth was in 1985 when you relaunched, right. where you're acting like. Oh, you need to know who Hal is and what's going on with her. But, oh, we're just giving you, I don't mind the two second flashback. Oh, hey, you got a ring from the guardians and he's been space cop. Right. Their choice on his costume, going back retro, not, not sure why he had to do that. It's another, I don't need to see constant hard luck Hal. Bad decisions in life, don't have a job. Now I'm pining for Carol because she's got a boyfriend. So I'm going to be the corporate jet pilot. Right. You just made my favorite Green Lantern a stalker with low self-esteem. Right. That can't get a job other than something from Ferris Airlines. Right. I'm in the wait and see category as well because night terrors derailed everything that was going on. You know, yeah. our summertime Halloween special. Um, yes. The, the, yeah. That's, you know what I've, I've not read why night terrorist stuff yet, but I've been told it's pretty good. The Joker. Yes. I've read the was first hilarious. issue. That was pretty really? good. Yeah. Yes. He, and it, and it, to me, it, it was reminiscent of the Batman, the animated episode where Joker's having to give a eulogy where he thought some schlock killed yes. Batman by mistake because. Joker and his henchmen are out doing something. Batman is there trying to thwart him, and Batman falls off a building <laughs> and lands face down on the ground. Yeah, he trips. And so throughout there, Joker's having a problem because he doesn't want to kill Batman, and he's not sure he can take credit for it because he <laughs> fell off a building. And so this is, well, you know, whatever nightmare escape yes. that, the, you know, this is what's playing on his insecurity for the big badness series. And I'm, I don't... You can still go read it. It's just funny as hell where it's Joker now has got nothing to do but go be a call center guy and go work in corporate <laughs> America. And the whole, everything is trying, you know, I guess that's what this series was to gear to is your nightmare. Yes. But it's, it's geared to, 
Joker's Batman. Yeah. Jo- well, Joker's not there. He's <laughs> is living the the normal life, I guess. But yeah, no, you know, it's funny you should mention the the animated series because I had that thought as well. And unfortunately, what what we had in that episode of the cartoon, but we don't get in this book, is Harley Quinn playing Amazing Grace on the kazoo. <laughs> Well, that's, probably, that's probably in her own book. In her book, oh, oh. she starts doing that spontaneously oh. over there and you don't know why. She's so uh, good. Well, I want to read Night Terror's Green Lake because his whole shtick is he overcomes great fear. So how how in the world do you... Well, it, 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 it goes back to talking about his father's death, but then they make a... I don't know how much this is supposed to change canon or what insecurities you're playing on. But at one point, baby Hal, who's seen his dad die, is wearing a yarmulke. Looks like what? a yarmulke. They don't really make any other statements about it, but that keep that pops up. He's got a yarmulke on. And maybe I'm, maybe it's supposed to be a, a little ball cap. I, 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 and I, I will, you know, before I get a whole group of people mad at me, I will go back and look at it. It. You haven't said anything bad yet. No, no, and I'm not trying yet. to. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, and, and I have nothing bad to say other than why would you do it in these dream sequences? Why would you pick that? All right, uh, Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Just why? Why? <laughs> why? No, it's it's when they take this mini series and they decide to change something in this dreamscape that you don't know what is. I mean, I know Joker's not going to wake up and be a call center guy dragging Batman's corpse around because he doesn't know. He doesn't. He don't want to let go of it. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Do you think he's dead?" And that picture of his face is jumping. It's just great. But this night terror should have been in October. Yeah, I know it's the summer and summer event. Uh, it's like I, they didn't think it through. Like, no, I, yeah, it wasn't, I don't know what was. I don't know what they were thinking. And there was the other thing is they're relaunching all these books. So you relaunch a book, you have like two issues, like Green Arrow, right? And then everything stops for this Night I mean, Terror thing. And then Green Arrow, I mean Green Lantern as well. And, yeah. and you just started up the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm ticked because the Superman books are so good right now. So I have to wait two months to pick up on Superman in action. Those are the only two I'm reading. I'm reading Superman in action. But they're they're Super good. I'll, I'll talk about those for a minute. Well, they're, so in both cases, they've made Superman super hopeful again. Like it's the core Superman that you want Superman to be. Action more so, I think, than, than Superman. Action comics is like the Superman family book. And they're splitting it into three stories, which I'm not, I find it hard to be motivated to read the backup stories. Yes. Like I want to read the main story. You're not the first person who said that. That's <laughs> 30 days. Either. Yeah. The backup <laughs> stories, I just, I don't care very much about, but there was a, there was actually a John Kent story in there that was, wasn't bad, like young John Kent mm. before he goes off to the Legion or whatever and right. turns older. That story was really good. And then there was, I think you got this, power girl. yeah, you've got this power girl and this other character whose name escapes me, who can pull people into like dreams or something. Or Omen. Like, Omen. There you what, go. You, you know who she teaches them the Titans. I don't remember. Well, it was, the, it was Lilith. They rebranded her as Omen somewhere okay. in the late Wolfman years. And, and it, but that, yeah, it took me a minute. Okay. So well, I'm there, I was like, oh, you brought her over. Right. And tweaked her powers. Why? Well, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that they seem to have the talk about things that are going to set people off. I'm happy that they seem to have power girls look back in place after the missteps in new 52, but the character it's, it's missing that kind of sassy thing that, that Johns and Connor and, and Palmiati all kind of got very well and and that seems to be her curse yeah every 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 five years they get her wrong yeah and it takes her another five to yeah it's either she she suffers from an excess of personality or she doesn't have any at all and unfortunately i think we're kind of in the uh in the latter at the moment 
But I like the, the action comics thing where the, they're breaking it where it's like smaller stories. I quite mm. like that because it's a, it's a bigger family. Right. You don't have to invest in a bunch of ancillary titles, which has always been, I think, the bane of the Bat books. Right. You don't have to buy Nightwing. Robin, you don't have to all. buy Batman, Detective, Shadow, Web, Spectacular, all, all the Bat books. <laughs> I think you're blending families. Cool. A little <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, man. But so I quite like that as long as they're, they're unique. Yeah. Uh, I, I quite like that. They had a storyline I really liked that was like a Lois and Clark sort of storyline. Like it was a, yeah. I love the Superman couple story. I don't know why. I just, I love like the day in the life of a superhero kind of things. Hang on a second, Jason. Are you suggesting for one second that having a married superhero is not uh, going to be detrimental to their ability to sell books? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I think not. I, I think, think that. And I agree with you. Well, especially Superman though. Like Superman, he's supposed to be like classic, traditional, you know, mom and apple pie. If that dude doesn't ultimately get married, something's wrong. Like that's the, that is the traditional you know, path to take. Absolutely. That is what has to happen with that character ultimately. Absolutely. And just as a sidestep and to make sure that everyone's on the same page here, Trigon, is that DC's equivalent of Mephisto? Yes. yes. Okay. That, thank that's you. Raven's Dead. Ah, Raven's Perfect. But there's another one. There's so, I mean, they've got a few, but try and try on more Wolfman. Don't get any Corey. ideas, DC. Don't yeah, get, don't, yeah. been down do that not, before. do not, uh, <laughs> yeah. what was it? One more day. Yeah. One more day. Don't one more day. Don't one more day. Yes. OMD. Love joke was out of that is one thing you want to go punch him in the head for. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you're still talking about it 20 years later or whenever it I mean, that's, I mean, that's, a, that's not, that doesn't work. People are still talking about the Vietnam war. No, I mean, it's just not the strength. So it's, it's the forgettable storylines that when, when you're veterans, thank you for your service. And I hated one more day. I believe Peter Parker should be married to Mary Jane. And every time that we relaunch a spider book and it's, will we won't, we will, we won't, we went to come up with a, a more creative way of why we won't put them back together. But I will say that if you're still debating it this far down, then, then it's, I don't want to take the Dan Dido theory right. of, we got to, you know, I don't know kill Nightwing to make everyone into no, comics yeah, again. That's right. That, that is a very de dividing yeah, he, he moment. Hated, like, yeah, he, he did. did. He and now Nightwing is like the center of the universe. Oh yeah. It's, Which I think someone, when, I think someone did that after they ran him off and, you know, I dumped, dumped his G5 or whatever they said. like. You know, that was the, you know, the horse's head in the bed yeah. moment for, for poor Dan is it's to see like, oh, they're going to put, put everything behind decoration. Like I said, yeah. I, I, I think they're, we're, we're still talking about it and we still have lively conversations, but about one more day and Pete being with Mary or Mary Jane, but DC has shown that you can do that, maintain good storylines. Now. DC took me in a way that I didn't know I would care about it. And I'm surprised I did. And it's interesting was having Superman have a kid. Now it's kind of all off camera. You know, Jonathan showed up over, we didn't go through Lois being pregnant and, you know, is Lex going to capture her and all of that. So right. I can't tell you that watching Pete and Mary Jane when she was pregnant back in the nineties, I can't. Tell you that that was interesting because yeah. you know he had her chain smoking for a little bit. She was stressed out, and all those other, <laughs> all those other. Is this good for the baby story? So I'm glad DC avoided that. In right, right. While I don't have a, I don't have a problem with Jonathan Kent. If you put two books in front of me, you said you either got to read Superman or you got to read Jonathan Kent. I'm reading Superman because that's my Superman. But there is now more and more I see. Jonathan Kent is a lot of kids' first exposure yes. to the Superman mythos right. and seems to reach a certain age group. Sure. They still like dad, but the, I applaud DC for coming up with kind of, you reinvented the wheel a little bit. You gave, you gave the kids a, a new character without de-aging yes. and making him boring. 
but you, 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 you get kind of where I'm going. Oh, no, no. I understand completely. And I, and, and, and I don't know if you could have done that with Spider-Man. You did Mayday and... Well, no, but they kind of, no, but I think they kind of did because that's this, that's where the, the beauty of this Miles Morales comes into play yeah. because this is a character who was embraced pretty quickly, but I know a big factor in that had to be because he was the ultimate Spider-Man. He was not in the, the 616. So there was, there's nothing threatening. It's, you can enjoy this Spider-Man story and you can enjoy that Spider-Man story and it's great. And now that, you know, post Hickman Secret Wars, it's all one part. There's enough of an established audience for Miles Morales. I, I, I adore Miles Morales. I think he, he's, he's, he, his construction his development and the execution is spot on because it's all those nervous teenage anxieties that we enjoyed seeing through Peter Parker's eyes in the Ditko and, and Ramita Senior era. And now we kind of get to see it again, but with the modern sensibility. Yeah. The only thing that I would say is a bit of a fault, and it's, it's more of a Peter Parker fault than it is a Miles Morales fault, is that it seems to me, and I may be wrong, pardon the vulgarity, but Miles Morales has his shit together way more no. than Peter Parker does. <laughs> so it, when you you're looking at that out, no, well, <laughs> you don't have to, but, but you look at what you were just saying regarding Clark Kent, Superman and Jonathan Kent, Superman, you know, you could believe that Jonathan Kent is going to go and have a chat with dad every now and then, like you would. But guidance and understanding and these, it's, it's, it's a very, very healthy relationship. I'm sure if you could, you know, with the right writer, you could climb into Miles Morales's head. Like, wow, I've got this problem. I should go talk to Pete. No, I'll just figure this one out on my own because that guy can't keep anything together. And, and that's, that's the problem. And I know, and this is my last one more day comment was the, one of the reasons I believe one of the reasons behind that was this, this notion that, you know, Peter Parker works best when he's kind of just his own person, when he, he interacts with his, his ancillary characters, but he's not bound to them. The whole Parker luck thing comes into question. You can't buy that Parker's downtrodden when he's got this incredibly gorgeous, wonderful, funny intelligent wife to and go model the, and exactly. TV actors, yeah. and it's like, okay, but you know, there's a, the flaw in that argument is, is that and I'm not trying to compare Aunt May to Mary Jane, but Spider-Man, Peter Parker always had Aunt May to go home to. He always had the moral compass of his, his adopted dad to, to guide him through. And I just kind of, I just really enjoyed the, the, the notion of having them as a couple because everything that Peter Parker goes through, Mary Jane has to go through it as well. And they're very distinct personalities. So that always made it fun. His hardships affect her. Her wins affect him. And that works. Suddenly having Peter Parker sort of strike gold and be able to build his own Parker Industries empire and everything like, that's just as bad as One More Day is. And I see it referenced in current issues of Spider-Man with, oh yeah, Kamala Khan, oh yeah, Parker Industries, great idea, terrible execution. It's like, you know, that's become a joke. And that's the thing about One More Day. It's not the analysis that, that means that that's still hanging around. It's because it's a joke. Well, I, mean, I think part of that. And I, I don't know, I haven't seen a writer delve down to it. All that success of Parker Enterprise, you could really work that. And maybe I missed the issues. That was all because Doc Ock took over his body. Yeah. The, his his yeah, greatest absolutely. financial success <laughs> That's was because too. his greatest yeah. enemy. So his greatest enemy put him there and then Parker Lock right. just flushed it out. So it made now, now we're getting like the, they're, we're coming up on the, Superior Spider-Man, like anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone, they're doing it. And then I keep seeing all these people saying, yeah, this was the best Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it really, well, really and, was. And it, it goes back to somebody that was their first Spider-Man comic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that, that you know, I never thought about that, it that, that, that way. But that, yeah. that is, some kid walked into a shop, saw. Oh, it's Spider-Man. Saw, 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 An- saw, Andrew, saw Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, Andrew which about, be better, yeah. about that time. I want a Spider-Man comic. Read it. Maybe, maybe that oh, issue. Yeah. Maybe that issue did touch on it was Doc Ock. Maybe it didn't. And you're getting Peter Parker's kind of a yeah. Dick. You're, you're getting you're getting cocky, confident, business savvy. Could give Tony Stark a run for his money, <laughs> and then you you know you've bought three or four issues into it. Then you find out it's one of his enemies sucker punched him. Then you got to try go back and find those issues. That's so right, you, yeah. you don't know That's how it. that worked. But there there are some people that as much as it is relatable to. The original idea of Peter Parker having teenage problems because you didn't have that in right. the 60s. You know, not, you know, not every other character in Marvel Universe was a millionaire and, and uh, yeah. all of that. There are, there's a group, of, there's a group of collectors. Yeah. That that was different. Now, I didn't hold it. So I would be curious to talk to some of those people and go, this was your Spider-Man. Now we brought back Peter. Do you like this one more than... When you were sitting through this last Spider-Man movie, were you hoping, uh, were you hoping out from Merlino and Doc Ock saw uh, Peter I, Parker's I, running his body? Was that what you were wanting to see? Um, oh, that's but kind of are funny. you reading the current run of Spider-Man? Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause I have a thought on that. That one, that drives me nuts. That particular one, because they sort of one more day at us in a weird way. Yeah. Right. And then. Like nobody wants, like we didn't like it the first time. Then you one more day us another time, but even worse, you don't know what happened. You just know that the relationship right. is stopped. Yeah. She's like living with some other dude. She got She's a kid. got a kid. Yeah. Like what the, hell? you don't know what happened. And you don't know what Peter did to alienate her, everybody until later. And, and, and it's and, a stupid thing. And then they Scarlet Witch her kids. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 There's a. Oh, it was all mystical energy. I'm not sure all of it. Yeah, yeah. It was this whole Kamala Khan thing. So you're doing that to her. Yep. This is at, this is after the point where I was like, I'm not reading yeah. that. Well, and so you're talking about. It's funny we're talking about Superior Spider-Man, and then this run because in this run, Doc Ock shows up in his pot belly cell, smacking Spider-Man around like they've like they've never they don't have these any common There's history. No history of there, yeah. And, and I almost think that's a bigger disrespect to the growth of the character. I don't, I don't need him and Spider-Man to be best buddies because they wouldn't be. Right. But some of the, some of the Doc Ock maniacal laughing in the corner, oh, my great plan and all of this, you know, it, it, yeah. it's a little inconsistent with the whole, but this, I've really, and I mean, I bought every issue. So, I mean, I'm, I'm giving Marvel what they want. I've really, I keep wanting to divorce myself from this run yeah. of Spider-Man. And so I guess the sales gimmick's working because I keep buying the damn thing. I don't know. So, I mean, but, I, I sold the, the, but the ah. I sold the, the solicitation for, for one of the upcoming issues of Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man. And it's, it's, it's something, I'm probably getting this wrong, but it's something like, you know, in, in this issue, you know, things are taking a, like a darker turn than they've ever taken like before. Darker than what? You know, and I'm like, okay. And then the next issue, the blurb is, and I kid you not, the next 24 issues start here. You can't miss this one. 20? What? Hey, no. Oh, no, don't, don't. Two years? Or is this going to be <laughs> a, a bi-weekly? It's one year. Yeah, they did it for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't. Uh, whatever. Think it's whatever it is. Um, the next twenty-four issues starts here. You cannot miss this. I kind of think. No, you know what? Miss it, Stephen. Miss it. And just if it does well, you can always come back to it later in the trades. But if it doesn't, you've just committed yourself to twenty-four issues because you're going to want to see how it ends. The bi-weekly kills us on Spider-Man specifically because we have. We have a bunch of new subscribers just straight through Amazon. Right. So we set up a deal on Amazon where you can subscribe just like you're the, so they get once a month so they don't get two books. Yeah. yeah. So just like you're, you can subscribe just like you do your local comic shop. Right. But we're sort of limited and it's, this is not a, you know, openly available program. So I get like X number of tiles and people can pick which books they want. I just switch in out stuff, all that. So they pick Spider-Man. That's really two books in a month. So if they pick nine other books and they're paying for the 10 book package or whatever. Right. They picked them out of other books. They can't get Spider-Man twice. Ouch. So 
yeah, we're, we're having to figure out what to do with that. But yeah, they, I wish they would figure it out too, because they keep switching back and forth. Right. And that also messes things up. Yes, sure. Right. Of course it does. Well, so they, well, they used fun. to do that in the nineties too, when you had four spider books and it would be every other week, all four of them. So I got Spider-Man, Spectacular, Web, the other one, just Spider-Man. And then again, yes. and you. Objectiveless. Yes. It was a, a damn clone saga. Damn clone saga. Oh, well, I don't right. even go down. No, that's, that's, a, that's a whole show so, on its own. But just kind of swinging this back around to what we're reading right now, um, you were talking about Superman. Mm -hmm. What is it about the current run of Superman? Because I take it you've been reading Superman or a long time. Okay. So now is that reading issues like you're a dedicated reader or is it your familiarity with the character has been around for a long time? No, it, I literally learned how to read reading Superman comics. Okay. So now I've had, I think, most of us that are collectors have had points where I stopped reading and then I picked it back up. Right. So I, I definitely have had those, but, um, I picked it back up in the, well, the Bendis days. I loved the Bendis days because I like Bendis style writing. We had art problem because John Romita Jr. just wasn't even trying on that book, but his action, love you, his action was terrible, but Spider-Man, he showed up and did great. So it's just, it, yeah, I don't think it's hard. It was well, like, he's been drawing, he's been drawing Spider-Man since he was in booty. So yeah. that's, that, that's in the DNA, I think. Yeah, I think that's true. Okay. So anyway, so he, uh, but yeah, so the character, like the core of the character, the thing I, so I like aspirational heroes. So Superman, Captain America are my two, from, I've got my Marvel go-to, my DC go-to. Okay. So they're aspirational heroes, the mom and apple pie. That's, that, that is, that's the, the one I go for. And people will forget who Superman is. They'll forget who Cap is every once in a while. Right. And the guys that are writing it now get it. So Williamson on Superman, like the, the, the Superman book, he's doing fun stuff. Like he's really good. Like bringing in all the sort of the rogues gallery. We had, we've had some, and some weird stories with them too. So. We've done a really wild parasite story. That was fun. It was great. It was sort of like a zombie apocalypse story with yeah, parasite. That was, was great. Really great. There's been a Metallo story. And my my very first the very first comic I remember reading was a Metallo Superman. The it's the one that had the, the yellow in, in the background, Metallo saying there with big That's Burn. That's Shell Burn. Yeah, John Burn. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one that I remember reading specifically. So yeah, deep memory of that book. So I, I love Sam Metallo and then Silver Banshee comes in and she lives with Jimmy Olsen. Like she's Jimmy Olsen's girlfriend and it's awesome. Like it's <laughs> so good. And like the whole, the whole deal. And then they've got this ongoing deal where Superman and Lex Luthor are working together. Right. Yeah. They're sort of partnered up and it's sort of like a frenemies thing. Like. Lex is, he's in prison, he's in jail, but he's helping out Superman and giving him clues on what's going on along the way. And the end of the Silver Banshee story, like it, it ended on a cliffhanger that was just best cliffhanger. Like it was such a good Superman cliffhanger. So, um, and it was, it just showed how sort of well thought out this new big bad is that, that he, that he's facing off against. Um. But it's, it's just bringing in the rogues. He has different costumes. Superman, hey, they'll, he'll, like, you remember that, uh, the suit that he had right. with the parasite? And so, every, like, they just keep bringing in different suits just because you want Superman to have a different outfit every once in a while. Batman sure. gets new outfits. This is true. So, he, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a really, really good book. So, just, they're fun. They are what you want in a Superman funny book. The other one that is exactly what it's supposed to be is Batman Superman, the world's finest book right. that's out in Wade writes. That is perfect. That is a perfect book. And I, I've got the trade paperbacks, the first five, and I dip my, my toe into that. Um, I enjoy Wade's ability to carve out his own sliver of the universe and just do Yes. Story. I mean, you know, while some of this ties into something that Damien's doing later on and you know, it becomes the Lazarus pit or whatever, 
I forgot about that, but that's that's but, that was the time. But, that's what you were talking. And in yeah. and Peter David over in Marvel and a couple of the other older creators are kind of grabbing that sliver of the '90s that they enjoyed and they're writing their own. But but Wade does it in a in a way that's refreshing because when you look at his Superman, that is every man's Superman. Yeah, and, and I I feel like I I spoke to Jason about this when, about Superman because. And, I don't know who I gave this, this, this surgery where, where you know, I've always gravitated toward burn Superman. A little bit oh. depowered. Well, just that. And, and for the longest time, I, I, well, it wasn't even all of that. It was, why did I, uh, of all, and there, there's good quality Superman stories have been out there, you know, Guinnesses, Bendises had some good runs in there. But I think back to where my reading was in 1985, I showed up to dc just before crisis started so my superman exposure was always he was with the justice league here because it was no offense to kurt swan fans some of that art and at that stage of my collecting was very plain i didn't like kurt swan then i come i've come to respect him now so my first deep dive into the history of superman was burn right. so everything i learned about superman came from burn and marv wolfman's time there and that's where it, it didn't really matter his power level or not you know whether you can move a planet with a pinky or you know bursting <laughs> bursting bombshells that was my exposure so every time that trade paperback comes out i want to look at that right and 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 i think with superman i think with captain america and i think there's probably a couple of other characters out there where you fall in love with them in that group of time Yes. And that's what you gravitate to. That is, you know, like the Avengers are so many iterations out there. I can tell you what my first Avengers comic was and why I enjoyed it. But my favorite team and run has nothing to do with that Correct. grouping. That's right. And when I'm talking to the, one of the ultimate Superman fans and Jason here, it, it, it bothered me for a couple of months when we would chat about Superman. I was like, you know why? When I picked this up, I go, then I grabbed the burn and go, oh, I like it. What, you know, Burns are good, and there's times when his storytelling was on mark. Sometimes there's times when it was it was not. But that is that will forever be my entry into the Superman universe that did involve Justice League or right. any of that, where I got action, Superman, adventure, and then moved into Man of Steel and the death of Superman and all all of that. Was what I think is kind of interesting was goes back to to the conversation we were having at lunch just a little while ago is you know how how far can you move away from what is the core of a character yeah. and still make it palatable and and commercial or, or or what have you and you you mentioned jason you you talked about your two favorites being superman and captain america that's kind of interesting because when I think about the, what I would, I'm not a comic book writer, but if at a guess, and it's purely speculative, I think Superman and Captain America have to be amongst the most difficult characters to write. I would think that that would be the case because both of them leave very, very little wriggle room in terms of that established identity, what they stand for, who they are, what's at their core. And when I think about writers who have done very well with, with both characters, those are the writers who, in my mind, understand what the core of those characters are. Mm -hmm. And the, some of the books that I absolutely dislike, I mean, with a real passion, with a, one of those, throw it across the room. I don't care. It's not going to be near mint anymore. It's going in the furnace anyway. <laughs> Writers who have taken over those books, Cap or Superman, and decided that they know better and go off another direction. Which is why I agree with you. I think Superman is a lot of fun at the moment. I haven't had this much fun with Superman 
Well, I did like what Jurgens did with, with Superman. Yep. I thought he did a pretty good job with that. I love Grant Morrison. I did not like Grant Morrison's Superman mm -hmm. take, because again, way off the mark. Mm -hmm. But beyond, prior to that, I think we're going to go back to Jeff Loeb, Joe Kelly. I thought that was a lot of fun as well. The Superman one that I really detested, J. Michael Straczynski, and he is the new guy on Cap. So mm. I see on the cover of the, the, the previews promo book for Marvel, Straczynski's return to Marvel Captain America. And I can just feel my stomach start to squeeze because what I'm terrified though, what she tried to do with Superman, making him something that he's not. Oh, please don't do that. Please, please, please. Well, his, his run on Amazing Spider-Man was great fun until Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy clones, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, come on. I mean, these, these are, these are evergreens. But see, well, I agree on your characterization problem because it's super obvious. And the movies have a very hard time writing Superman well. Yes. The, the Christopher Reeve Superman, pre-dark Perfect. Perfect. Then the, you get all the iterations after, right? So you get Brandon Ralph, he's deadbeat dad, Superman. <laughs> we were off to somewhere. We'll have him knocked up Lois, right? That's, that's not my Superman. Deadbeat dad and stalker. The, the, like that's his thing. I'm going to load outside your window. Right. That's creepy. Like everybody else gets the police call. So that's not great. <laughs> Then you've got, you've got neck breakers. I was just going to say, that's, you've got, yeah. those are the two extremes. You've got Richard neck Donner breaker. on this side and you've got Zack Snyder on the other side. And it just makes no, makes no sense. So they didn't get it right, but Marvel got cap right. There's yes. two lines that where they developed that character that's all they need. The two lines they needed in the first Avengers movie, there's only one guy and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. That is a quintessential Captain America. We know who he is and where he stands line. Right. And then the, the in the, the second Avengers movie, when Tony Stark cuts and says something, language. Yes. With that one word and the, the subsequent banter. Right. They established exactly who Captain America is. Yeah. And they made it fun. That's they didn't it. make it like the wet blanket. Like, this is just who he is. And he's still part of this group. So... How do you, they get it. DC doesn't get it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping beyond all hope that the new James Gunn gets it. James Gunn situation is better though. He's basing it on all-star, which is a weird freaking Superman. That was Morrison Superman. Yes. And it was, it was kind of all. I enjoyed it. I, 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 it I, it's, it is one of my favorite Superman stories. It's good. But yeah, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying, but it's, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned the, the language line in, in Avengers, because it's, it's almost the uh, Margot Kidder's Lois Lane interviewing Superman and she steps away from the, the lead lined lantern <laughs> and he says pink cause she's asked him what color her underwear is. And she quickly zips. I mean, it's this sort of embarrassing awkwardness. But it's charming and it's delightful and it's, you know, over 21. Yeah. But it's, you know, I can, I can deal with a, there's, there's, there's certain, there's certain characters that I, I'm happy to have wriggle room with and, and you can really, you can really shake side to side and I'm going to be okay with that. Um, but then there are others where it's like, no, you don't. Don't go too far away. Don't, you know, you just can't like so, James Bond has to be James Bond. Doctor who can be all kinds of different things. Yeah, and that's yeah. fantastic as well. It should be, but James Bond has to be James Bond. Otherwise, what the hell are you watching? And Superman is, and Captain America, those are two where I've, I've got to feel it. I've got to believe it. And speaking of Captain America, I recently read that, you know, Penguin books, they, they've done those kind of collections of, mm -hmm. of early stories and with some commentary. Hey, hold on, before we, before we go there, I was, the one thing I was going to say on the Super Batman Super oh, thing, sorry, just call back to that. So they, we discover something along the way that this Batman and Superman are early 
oh gosh, what's the way Alex Ross thing? Kingdom Cup. They're early Kingdom Come versions. So the next series, or maybe the one after this, maybe the one after this, because they haven't, he starts tying in some like prequel Kingdom Come stuff. And it's really fascinating. So it gets very like, it's, oh, this is them in their heyday. Right. But then you, you you can kind of see, cause Kingdom Come started out with, oh, they handed off to the next generation of heroes and all that. We well, are starting to see the early versions of some of those next generation well, of heroes. It's not surprising since Mark Waite contributed and I say contributed to Kingdom Come. Didn't okay. he write Kingdom Come? Isn't well, he a co-writer? Well, <laughs> how much time do we have? Well, yeah, we can't. And, and I, and, and I, I'm not, I wasn't in the room. But it's amazing if you put, I heard not, Alex Ross drew it. Not, not since you put Jack Kirby and Stan Lee in the same room and said, who did what? <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. The debate about who did what. Well, it's funny how these things shift because yeah. for the longest time, Wade was over at Marvel or somewhere else. And Alex Ross was at DC and we got Alex Ross getting to revisit some of Kingdom Come within the confines of Jeff Jones's Justice Society of America book. Now Alex Ross is giving Marvel all he's got. Wade is back. So I guess we're going to add to, to steal my favorite line from kingdom come. And now for the democratic response, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where that goes. That's interesting though, because if it's going down kingdom come, kingdom come begins with the Joker killing Lovers. pretty much everybody in the daily bugle, daily planet. I'm mixing my, yeah. I'm mixing <laughs> my dailies. <laughs> No, if you <laughs> probably the these days probably the same Daily Bugles on this floor. It's like the Amalgam like universe, it's, it's, yeah. Web of Batman. I yeah, think it happens it, in all spectacular uh, Batman. No, it's it's well, and also there's a there's a Joker story in here that leads to like that whole thing. That when you read this this thing, you're like, oh, that's what happened. Okay, because I think Megak killed Joker, right? Yes, yes. yeah. After he, after, after he killed, killed all the other people, right? Right. So Magog kills Joker and then he was acquitted and that's what made Superman retire. Oh uh -huh. yeah. Going when you to his farm and yeah, you've got to catch up on this. It's so, so good. I mean, this, like I said, it's, without knowing. Did you just say holodeck? Yeah. It's all holodecks. What it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was lame. Like it was a farm it, holodeck. It, it's well, world, Batman, Superman, world's finest. It. It wants to get rid of by Mark Wade. It's a nice, if you like the universe where Batman and Superman were friendly toward each other. And this one, they more act like best friends and things like that. And I'm fine with that. I mean, while I do agree with Frank Miller's assessment that at the beginning, these two wouldn't be friends because they operate differently. One uses fear. One uses hope. It's the idea... It's a greater idea that you can find common ground in there that sometimes. Well, don't forget both their moms are named Martha. Yeah, the both, yeah, yeah, Martha, both their moms. Yeah. Yeah. And, but. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it, it, it is once again, if you enjoy kind of the classic Superman, because Batman's Batman. Smartest guy in the room here. Yeah. You know, keeping up. Robin's got a little different personality. He's actually makes comments about trying out the long pants. Apparently he and in this one, apparently he and Supergirl went out on a date, which that seems yeah. even more. That plays into Dick Grayson being the uh, Matt Murdock of the uh, <laughs> DC universe. It <laughs> absolutely <laughs> does. Yeah. yeah that, you, I can't wait for that amalgam book. Yeah, yeah there we go. Um, but if it's leading toward Kingdom Come, I think that's neat because Mark Way does have some skins in that game, but I'd like to see you do it a little different. Yeah, I don't need, I, I don't need a prequel. Well, no, it's not like uh, the way you've, it's you're seeding things. That's fine. It's the, the Easter egg Yeah, throughout the, I, I mean, they tell a really good story about a, about a unfortunately named character named Boy Thunder. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's the back half of the, cause like I don't have those yet. Yeah. So when you, when you kind of go through that storyline, you kind of, you, you get a feel for what's happening. Kids a little off. And the whole time you were looking at it, you're like, who is this kid? Why haven't I ever seen him before? And as it turns out, he's an early version of one of those kingdom come guys. When you watch, when you read it, you'll be like, oh, oh this is interesting. Okay. And you'll feel the setup. It's really, it's really, really good. You have to find the, find the rest of those and start giving it a spin. 
Well, I've, I've got to comment on one that I'm reading that I still, I want it to be good. And there was a time when it should have been good. And I still, the JSA, the Justice Society, hmm. I, I, was that a moment of silence? Well, it, it was me. It, it's, it's, and I, I don't know what the political goings on behind the scenes of calling it cause of that. Cause here's, here's, I don't want to blame Johns, but now the last handful of books he's ever done for DC is always delay. So either you don't like kids anymore. Well, I mean, you, yeah, you, you don't know. Do you not like them or do they not like you? Um, and, and every writer goes through this where they're giving the keys to the kingdom. They do really good for a while. You know, there's time, every time you saw Jeff John's name, you're like, Hey, this is going to be, we know we're yes. getting their time in the universe together. This is great. Oh God. And then you're like doomsday clock. Huh? Ben just did the same thing with Avengers. You did all this great stuff. A lot of fun. Then somebody behind the scenes told you to do something like, Oh, this is, this is Ben. This is Avengers. Oh, post all new X-Men. What? Um, time traveling. What? And, and you find out who, now, once again, you find out who Johns is obviously a DC guy, not Marvel. Bendis is a better Marvel guy. By a long stretch. Why, why is it that he hasn't gone back to Marvel at this point? He probably pissed some people off and they, I mean, he may not like the mouse. I mean, I don't know how much fun it is working. Sorry guys, don't don't send the mouse after me, but I'm going to go back to, before I go down that, this JSA, I'm a golden age fan. You, you dug Jerry Ordway out of retirement and you give him five pages of book and that's great. And I acknowledge that John's knew a great deal about yes. justice society. I don't know what the hell you're giving me. You've got three different iterations of the justice society because of time travel and right. per Degatron. You've got Batman who just acknowledged Helena's his daughter. What? And, and then you're going to... And it, but this is supposed to be our Batman because they, they made a reference to what universe she's in right now. And then I have to wait, you know, with, I didn't have a great grandchild when the first issue came out and now she's walking. So there's been a little bit of a gap with no explanation other. Oh, it's just delayed again. I'm perfectly happy if they ended it right now right? and gave it something. Let it sit another, give it somebody. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing with the Legion of Superheroes where they, Warner Brothers has always had some problems with these fringe groups on the outside. They don't know what to do with them. And in Justice Society, I know if you're going to crank out a Justice Society book. If I'm lucky, I'm going to get 24 issues before you dick it all up. Might get 58 or whatever happened the first run, but. Well, no, I think this is, uh, you're, you, I think this is 12 issues. Well, it's rich supposed to be ongoing, and I don't know what happened behind the scenes where they said, ah, it's, no, it got that's a, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a miniseries now. And I enjoy the JSA being the legacy character farm where it's the first Flash. and But now for some reason, Flash has a kid we never knew about. And because um, she's supposed to be next issue. Right. Um, and I don't want this to turn it on. You know, we're just all complaining about everything that comes out. Cause that's kind of what this been, why, why everything stinks. I haven't complained. Well, well, no, I, I don't well, know that I would agree but, with that. But, I just, but when you take a two month break, it, it's, it's, it's we take a two month break books because people are going to lose interest. It's, we touched on this at lunch when we brought the slot fantastic four dance launch problem in my mind, wasn't that he followed Hickman. It's that Marvel was okay going five years without a fantastic yeah. four book. And while there was a core group of people going, Hey, where's the Marvel first family? Um, it wasn't like it suddenly started out selling X-Men when they showed up. That's very true. Um, The same time when Thor went for about five years without a book and then popped back in, you get people used to not having. That Thor book was pretty good. Well, it, it was, but it, you, I don't want you to just run crap down my throat all the time, but if you take a five year break, like, like. Think about a marriage. If you and your wife had to take five years apart, go, go live, you know, go yeah. work on other continents and just come back. Are, are, how, how much in love are you? Yeah. You, no, it, um, I, but that's, that's my problem with the JSA is I, John's was, I was like, okay, I was a little cautious. Cause I, once again, I remember doomsday clock. 
Stephen's over here smirking because I liked Doomsday Clock. Well, so my problem I, is I liked it. It was the production schedule that well, that it, took. For, I mean, right? You got you got you got to write. You know, you got to write your own Watchmen story. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, you know, Jeff Johns love Watchmen. That's guy. his show on its own. He, he, he to come back. To he, he got to write his own Watchmen series, and I don't have any of these guys running around the main universe. So I'm almost going to say you brought them all together to do what? Granted, territorial changes, owner changes. We, we, we can, we'll come back. Yeah, we've got to come back to that. We'll come back to that because that's going to take some research. Um, we can also discuss, is the Watchmen even good? No. That's true. That's, yes. That's, that's true because that's, of the three people in this in this booth, there's one that has it, has some interesting theories, yeah. but <laughs> interesting views, as it were, but we still let them talk to us. So It's true. About. So... Or were you? Well, no, you Captain America thing you were talking about. Uh, oh no! What I was just going to say about Captain America was just that I I recently read that Penguin collection. Oh, okay. So it collects about a dozen issues, uh, a couple from his 1940s appearance, and the rest are basically from 1960s. And the last one or two, I think, is when Storenko was was watching it. And and the, the only comment I wanted to make about this was that. Captain America done well, Captain America done right. Even though it's dated, even though this is, you know, and I, I struggle with reading some comics from a couple of years ago, let alone decades yeah. ago, but it actually still holds up because that they, you know, Simon and Kirby, I mean, they, they, they knew what they needed to do. They knew what they wanted and they got it right pretty quick. So as long as you stick to that. Again, that's why I say Captain America, it, it's an evergreen character. It should be able to stand the test of time because much like Superman, these are both outsider perspectives. These are alien perspectives looking in. So that was all I really wanted to say, but, but just that Straczynski, please, man, come on, don't, don't do this. Don't do the with Superman because you're just going to alien. Thank you for dropping in on the Multiverse Podcast. Please subscribe and give us a rating on your favorite podcast site. It makes a big difference to a new cast like ours. If you'd like to find us in person, our brick and mortar store is the Multiverse in Hearst, Texas. If you'd like to find us online, we are at www.multiverse.shop. See you next time.